and I could very clearly feel like someone had sat down on the bed next to me. My one sister, Teresa, come literally floating down the stairs. She never touched those stairs coming down. One night we went downstairs, we heard a bang like something had fallen. Several doors in the kitchen cabinets were open, like wide open. But there's very distinct audio on one of the uh, videos that says, open the door. It's a very nasty, demonic sounding voice. So that is my ghost story. Welcome to Haunted AF. This is the podcast of real ghost stories told by real people. We are your host. I'm Julie Fisk. I'm Rebecca Black. And we have so much to talk about. In fact, Rebecca has a real life ghost I story. Do. You were texting me last night. I know. And of course, in a normal world, it'd be like, well, what happened? But I'm like, don't, don't tell, tell me. me. Don't tell me. <laughs> we have to wait. You um, be surprised. Yeah, because we have a couple of things we need to address. We haven't been in the studio for a little while and we've been getting lots of great emails. Mm-hmm. Got one from New Zealand. Awesome. I know. And they didn't have any ghost stories or anything they were just like hello and I wrote them back I'm like hey what's up tell us some stories I don't think we've gotten anything from New Zealand yet and they just wrote me back and it said squee okay I assume that means they like us also we have to send a shout out to Jason from the Ghost Guys podcast he was the one that sent the story about the girl in the yellow dress Mm -hmm. loved that one and we also have been getting lots of emails from the UK lately in fact we have one that we're going to be sharing in just a little bit and we're actually going to do a countdown of your favorite stories from the past year in the last two episodes before season three. Mm-hmm. So those are going to drop on December 26th and January 2nd. So we need to know which stories are your favorite. That means you need to get online right now and email us hauntedafpodcast at gmail.com or you can tell us on Facebook, Twitter, even on our website, hauntedaf.com. I want to take votes and find out what was your absolute number one scariest. Oh, that's hard. It is hard. Or you can just talk about the one that kind of got to you. Yeah. For me, it was the ghost hands. Do you remember that story? Oh, yes. The one that like the, the clapping hands. Yes. This is from Bandrew. How would you say that? Bandrew. Okay, yep, there we go. I think you got it right. She says, I was around 17 years old and home alone one afternoon. Back then, I did belly dancing and practiced on Saturday mornings. On this particular Saturday, my mom dropped me off after practice and went to run errands. I was excited to be home as it was an opportunity to sneak a phone call in my room, okay? Because she mm-hmm. was rarely allowed to use the phone. Mm-hmm. So I take the phone into my room and I call this guy that I've been chatting with. The conversation was going well and I had my belly dance hip scarf in my hand and I was just kind of absentmindedly swinging it about. It was the type that had metal coins on it so it was making a jingling sound as I swung it. Now what I'm about to say is totally bizarre and I'm well aware of that but this is 100% what I saw and what happened on that day. I saw a hand that appeared out of nowhere next to me and bashed my bed a total of three times. What? Like yeah, she says it happened so fast it barely had time to register. Obviously, I freaked out. Now, this is not something I had imagined and it was not a hallucination. I can't think of any explanation for this experience no matter how hard I try. No, because there isn't a good one. One night, years later, my sister and I were having some wine and I decided to tell her about the hand. Now, I expected her to laugh and think it was ridiculous, but she didn't. She looked at me and said, hmm, that's weird. And then she told me about this thing that used to happen to she and my brother when they were little. <gasps> She said they used to believe that there was a scary hand in the house that would sometimes appear and chase them around. What? She said they called it the yucky hand and they would run away screaming. Oh my gosh. But she said since growing up, she had just chalked it up to their wild imaginations and had completely forgotten about their yucky hand. Oh 
my gosh. Isn't that nuts? Okay, how does a hand, just the hand? I don't know. How? But if you go to Reddit and just look up Yucky Hand, because in the comments, there's a bunch of people who have the same oh type of story. My. I've like never even heard of just like the hand. Just the hand, either a disembodied hand, occasionally Ooh. disembodied feet. But the reason this got my attention is because in high school, I had a girlfriend who told me this <gasps> story. She would occasionally see these hands Ooh. and they would come at her and they would clap and they were angry they would clap in her face like the conjuring in the closet yeah but it was just the disembodied hands (laughs) also don't forget to hit our website hauntedaf.com to pick up your haunted af gear we've got t-shirts and sweatshirts and the protection necklaces that's our collaboration with bentaglio jewelry and remember anything that you purchase helps us keep the podcast going it really does (laughs) because it costs money (laughs) they'd all be great gifts anyhow so this is perfect gift giving stuff yeah oh my god did you see the picture of Kelly yes. at Myrtle's Plantation. Yes, with oh. his Haunted AF shirt on. How freaking adorable I is that? Love it. Thank so, you for being our number one fan and I supporting know. us out in the real world. Like Emily sent a picture, just her and her little yeah. Haunted AF t-shirt while she was out Christmas shopping. I know, I love it. So yeah, please take a picture of, of yourself in your gear when you get that stuff. Okay, so let's get into the stories. All right. So we have a story from NR. She says, Hi ladies, I just discovered your podcast and have powered my way through most of your episodes already. We love to hear that. Mm-hmm. The stories are great, but you're hilarious and Sympathetic hosting is what really makes it special. So kudos. Oh, thank you. I love May that. you keep getting ghost stories forever. Yeah. Absolutely. We Amen love that. Amen to that. Uh, NR goes on to say, I have lived in two famously haunted cities, Savannah, Georgia, and New Orleans, but I only have one creepy story to share. It's from a long time ago when I was a freshman in college in New Orleans. I lived on a co-ed hall and a friend down the hall had a Ouija board. One night we decided to play in the building next door, which had a big, nice balcony. It was very still outside, muggy night. We were about three stories up on this big balcony with lots of wrought iron tables and chairs. Don't you see like those old New Orleans balconies? That's exactly what I see. There were five people touching the planchette. Yeah, I think that's how you say it. it That's real fancy. The little thing you move around. Thingy that moves around. Mm -hmm. Yeah. A few others were sitting at the table next to us watching. Nothing happened at first, but then the planche started moving around the board more aggressively. And then it spelled out. Who should I spell this out and let people try to figure it out? No, just just (laughs) just read it. (laughs) I don't want to torture anybody. So then. It spelled out, get rid of her. It repeated the same statement two or three more times. One of the guys asked her, who do you want us to get rid of? And the Ouija board spelled out my name. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I had a similar thing. Just at the end of the story, remind me, I had something similar happen. All right. So the same guy asked for verification that it was me they were talking about. And the planchette violently flew across the board to the yes position. We simultaneously took our fingers off of it and just looked at each other. Yeah. That's all? I was like, (laughs) we got to get out of here. Finally, we couldn't resist. We started playing again and asked the spirit why it wanted them to get rid of me. It spelled out, I hate her. Why? I don't know. What What a catty bitch of a Ouija board, you know? What did this poor freshman girl do to you? You. I hate her. My friend continued asking questions, then finally said, who are you? There was a long pause, and then the planchette began very deliberately moving towards the letter S. Then it moves towards the letter A. Then it moves more slowly to the T. At this point, the same guy who had been asking questions completely freaked out. He picked up the board, threw it up in the air because he said later that he thought it was spelling out Satan. Like, not today, Satan! No, not today, <laughs> Satan! We all jumped back in surprise when the board flew up in the air, but then a huge gust of wind came up and blew it directly into my face, hit me right between the eyes and knocked me down flat, leaving a bruised lump on the bridge of my nose. I told my husband this story years later and he said, isn't it 
a good thing to be hated by Satan? No. <laughs> really, you just don't want Satan no. knowing your name. You want to be somewhere in the middle. He doesn't know your name, but he's right. also not coming to get you. Right. Thanks and love y'all from NR. What other name could start with S-A-T? Because at first I thought know. Santa, maybe he was just misspelling it. Yeah. S-A-T. Satine? Like, maybe it's like a drag queen ghost. <laughs> Okay, so this one comes from Tiffany and she says her BFF is a girl named Carrie. We've been friends for a long time and this summer we took a road trip to visit her sister. While there, we did a haunted tour of the Ohio State Reformatory in Mansfield, Ohio. It's where they filmed Shawshank Redemption. It was a fun girly weekend and the pinnacle was this haunted tour. I'm pretty skeptical and Carrie is very open, so we usually have varied experiences at places like this. This was an actual ghost tour, so we stopped in various parts of the prison to work divining rods or have lights out experience. So I should note that there was a group of super annoying, rowdy teenagers who were being complete assholes. <laughs> I felt certain we'd see nothing due to the number of don't drop the soap jokes. Oh god! The penultimate experience of the night is called the chair room. You're led into the small windowless room where there is one metal folding oh, chair. No, no, no. Mm-hmm. So they take you in and ask for a volunteer to sit in the chair and then they shut the lights off. I cannot describe the inky velvet darkness that surrounds you in this place. Don't you love that? Oh my gosh, what the a way great she writer. described that. The oh. inky velvet darkness. There is no ambient light filtering in. You literally cannot see your hand in front of your face. I know because I waved my hand in front of my face like a total <laughs> idiot. I ended up smacking the person next to me. Before long, though, I noticed something. There were small green stars cascading down directly in front of me, about 10 feet off the floor. They were moving in almost slow motion and a bright glow in the dark green. Carrie was standing next to me and she whispered, do you see that? And I said, oh my God, can you see those things too? The green stars? And she said, yes. It lasted about 20 to 30 seconds. But when the lights came back on, the stars were gone. No one else in the room gave any indication that they saw anything. We've talked about this many times since and cannot come up with a reasonable explanation, but I feel lucky to have experienced it. I don't even know where to begin on that. How do you explain green stars? I don't know. And she said there was no light in there because I wrote her back. Yeah. And she said that there was no way even like someone, if they were trying to project it off their phone, like they've had all these conversations about yeah. what could we have been seeing. It's because your brain takes over. You try to find the logistics of why you would be seeing something like right. that. But I did this underground tour in Carlsbad Cavern one time. They call it a spider tour where you go off the regular oh, path. I don't like that and, oh no, you had to spelunk down oh, no, and everything no, with your no, little no. headlamps. No, it's awesome. We had to get down and crawl in between these little cracks and go into this one completely walled off cave. And so once we got in, we all sat down on the ground and turned off our headlamps and it was pitch black. And it was terrifying they were like okay everybody be silent yeah again velvet inky mm-hmm. darkness so dark so quiet and then somebody's stomach went like rah 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 <laughs> and we all died laughing and that was the end of it so sure it was a stomach you know, yeah. it was like a dude farting <laughs> you're brave i can't believe you've gone spelunking it wasn't very far down but when we first went down into the cave it yeah. was pitch black so no, imagine spelunking down mm-hmm. completely in the dark here get the next one this okay. one's actually like a holiday ghost yeah, story. well it's so, a holiday story yeah and it's not actually a ghost story a ho- more of a holiday story like you said it's from the Charlotte Observer from about 20 years ago she was living in Pennsylvania at the time her husband our daughters and I thought it would be fun to go to a tree farm in the mountains and chop down our own Christmas tree after much searching we found our perfect tree we took it home hauled it indoors and set it in the stand where it began to thaw as we stood back to admire its beauty we noticed movement in the branches then the hysterical screaming started spiders no! thousands of them crawling down the branches and shrunk towards us oh my god <laughs> she says they could not get the 
tree out of the house fast enough. We enjoyed a lovely artificial Christmas tree that year and many more to follow. Oh, oh my, my God. God. Spiders are the worst. Spiders are the worst. Are Which the would worst. be worse? Hundreds of spiders crawling out of the tree or hundreds of cockroaches? Oh, my God. I don't know. How do you choose between those two awful things? So this one is from Reddit. It's Ricky J31909. <laughs> and it says, OK, so I moved it to my grandmother's house after she passed away last year. Since I have moved in, I have noticed some shadow people in the house out of the corner in my eye. Laying in bed at night, I have heard random disembodied voices. And now for the last four nights, I've heard three knocks and then the house goes quiet. (laughs) Now the knocks worry me more than anything else, strictly because of how defined they are. Any help or advice would be greatly appreciated. But haven't we talked about the knocks a lot lately? It was Marie who talked about the three knocks in the haunted house Mm -hmm. that she lived in. Why is it always three? And then we had the guy from Canada who said the knocking had followed him from Germany. But there was a response in the comments. I love this. It says, hi there, witch here. Before escalating to smoke cleansing, try politely and firmly asking the resident spirits to leave you and your family alone. Tell them you respect that this place is their home, but it's your home too. And it makes you uncomfortable when they make their presence known to you. Also check for mundane answers to anything you're experiencing and like branches hitting the roof or windows or whatever. So if your request doesn't work and you can't find answers or sources for your spooky problems, then move on to the cleansing. Personally, I use a large loud bell to drive out spirits because in my experience, they can't escape the noise the way they can with a smoke cleansing. We have not heard that before. No, I've never heard anything about loud noises. She says it's very easy and then you can just keep the bell around. And she also recommended using wind chimes. So I guess the bell sound annoys them or something. I just love that. Hi there, witch here. (laughs) I'm just your friendly neighborhood witch. I keep thinking like, witch please. (laughs) Witch please. Okay, wait, I totally forgot. You said you had a ghost story. Tell us your story. Okay, so I actually got a text message from a ghost. No! I'm dead serious. Okay, and it wasn't just me that experienced this. This it went out to my entire family. Who was it? It was okay. So back in April, my husband's grandmother passed away. Yes, I remember. Pat, oh my god, her name was Pat. Okay, so last night I'm at home alone and I get a text message, and I swear to you, it is from Pat. It is a ring camera no. video. No, coming from her daughter's house, which is my mother-in-law. And it is of my mother-in-law, my father-in-law, and my niece, Eleanor. And they're walking up the stairs into their house. And, you know, they're having like a little sweet chit-chatty conversation. The way the angle of the video is from high up as if like maybe Pat was there and like <laughs> watching over oh her. Oh my God, Rebecca! I'm not joking. Okay, so this went out to all the grandkids. So it's like me, my husband, my sister-in-law Katie, her husband Clint, my sister-in-law Sarah, and her husband Scott. The text message is like dead for a second. And you can see the three little dots like the moving, dots right? like everybody's, everybody's writing. Everybody's like, oh what? my gosh, oh my gosh, why is Mima texting us? Why is Mima texting us? Like literally, we are all freaking out. My sister-in-law, Katie, she says, what's going on? She's like, what is this? She's freaking out. And I'm like, I don't know what's happening. My husband writes, dude, like <laughs> what's going on? And your husband's a skeptic, my right? My husband is a total skeptic. So we're all freaking out. And this is where it gets funny. About 30 minutes go by. We're all panicked. Like we don't know what's going on. Right. Come to find out my my father-in-law was just using the iPad that Meemaw had owned before and it was still connected. Oh my God. To her number. Oh. So it was coming up from Meemaw. Oh, so Pat Paul punked you guys. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Not on purpose. 
just not completely incidental, but like, I'm not oh. joking. There was a solid 30 minutes there where we were freaking the hell Oh my out. God, Rebecca. Like, can you imagine? Like, even just talking about it right now, my heart is racing. Because yes. it was like so legit. You know, we're getting close to the holidays. We've been thinking about her a lot yes. lately. It's our oh, first, it's Christmas, first Christmas without her. Yes. And <gasps> it was crazy. We were all going nuts. But but it's still awesome that you still had those 30 minutes of thinking that maybe that she maybe was sending she you a was, message. Like, yeah. yeah. And it was kind of a sweet little video. Like, and it, it was like from an angle as though she was like watching over. Oh. And like, it was so sweet and wonderful. But I yeah. still feel like deep down, somehow she was behind Very it. Very well could have been. I'm going I'm to run with okay, that. Okay, let's oh. do it then. Okay, so we also got an email from Peter in the UK, which I was going to make you read this in your British accent. Oh, geez. I know, but then I thought I might just cringe directly out of my skin. Drag on <laughs> so long and people would be mad because they couldn't understand what I was saying. It would start off funny and then get not funny and then get yeah. funny again just because it was so absurd. And he, I'm going to do it. This is from Peter. He <laughs> says, like, I'm going to do it in a normal straight I'm going to do it. Yeah, no British accent. Sorry. <laughs> Hi, guys. Love the show. Listening from out in the UK. I thought I'd share my experience with you. Back in 2000, I was working for a grocery store based in Wooten, Bassett, Wiltshire. Now Royal Wooten, Bassett. Oh, goodness. Man, he lives in a real fancy place. How does an area become royal? I don't know. Does it sleep with Prince Andrew? Oh! (laughs) That was really bad. I'm so sorry. Yeah. So the store was of the 19th century style, shop below and two-story flat on top. Back then, when working the late shift, I would sometimes hear footsteps or music upstairs. No one was supposed to be up there. So thinking some kids had gotten in, we would check in. It was always empty and quiet by the time we got upstairs. A year later, a married couple moved in who were running the store below, and I was moved to a store in nearby Swindon. The manager of that store had also lived in the creepy apartment where they occasionally heard voices and experienced what appeared to be cold spots. Yeah. So then Peter goes on to say, I thought nothing more about this until the married couple also left quickly due to more unexplained events. The wife had complained of voices and the husband complained of someone telling him to do terrible things to people he loved. Oh, no. Yeah. So later on, the regional manager and his family moved into the apartment. And this is when things got super weird. Three months after being in that flat, the son of the regional manager attacked the store manager downstairs and then robbed the (gasps) store. Then they found him out in the street asking people to call police because something had made him do a terrible thing. So that's now two different people. Yes. Talking about being tempted to do terrible things. Yes. Okay. So Pete was called in to work the store while they were sorting all of that out. And he says, on my fifth morning there, I was opening up at 530 when I heard footsteps above. I went switch on the lights. And as I did, something unknown slipped across my hand and then down to my side. It was bitterly cold. I slammed my hand down on the lights. And as the fluorescent tubes flashed on, something moved up (gasps) into the ceiling and into the apartment above. Get that off of me. I know, Get the bit of the cold you. off of me. So I ran to the front of the store and I stayed there until my staff arrived and I explained what had happened. Now, two others said that they had seen something similar, but no one else had ever been touched. Several years later, the shop is now a chocolate shop. I haven't been in, but I've been told that odd things keep happening there. We'd love to talk to you guys if you're interested. Keep up the great work and look forward to your next show. Kind regards, Peter. So uh, if you haven't yet, go to our Facebook page. Peter's so cute. I wrote him back and I'm like, dude, how far away? Is there any way you can send us a picture? Yeah. He went down that afternoon and took some more pictures. 
seriously? Yes. Yeah, so go to our Facebook page because we got a picture up there. And uh, he said that he would go in and talk to the people who are in the shop now. So once we start season three, we're going to give Peter a call and get an update and find out Yay. if there's anything else going on. Because yes. of course there has to there's be if there's be. that much activity. I know. And that'll be on the next Haunted AF. All right, Haunted AFers, remember to subscribe either iTunes, Spotify, whatever your favorite podcast platform is. Also, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Reddit, as well as our brand new website, hauntedaf.com. Ooh, it's so bright and shiny over there. Got to say thanks to our board op, Ziggy Becker. (laughs) (laughs) And to Andrew (laughs) Mamalaga for our theme song. Also, a shout out to On Air Media for titles and technical support. And of course, we have to thank you for listening to Haunted AF. By the way, Julie, if I die first, I'm going to come back and haunt you. Oh, I'll come back and haunt you too, Rebecca.